0: Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's episode is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A lot to get to today. I cannot wait to get into this episode. Uh, Before we jump into the headlines, I gotta tell you, I'm so proud of my kids. They worked their butts off today. As I'm recording, it's Sunday, the day before Memorial Day. and my my daughter went out today and set up a lemonade stand and my daughter if you've never met her super adorable and i told her use it go with that <laughs> and she sold out i was like that's fantastic she she had people we my wife had mentioned it on on her facebook account and like there was people from like faculty from the school that stopped by. It was really neat. It made her feel so special. But the fact that she she sold out of her product, and I want to say I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you how much she made because I don't want the government coming after my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> They're like, Well, you gotta tax that. She didn't make that a shit ton, but she made enough where dang, I'm super proud of her. And she did such a good job. And also my son decided, okay, this is the summer. He's been through years and years of training with me, just barking orders at him and telling him how to perfect the craft. He is now mowing lawns for money. And I'm so excited. Now, that being said, today, since it was his first day, I I was out there helping him. So he got an idea of what he needed to be doing and what he shouldn't be doing. Because and, and and I made sure I said this in front of all the customers too. Cause he made a good amount of money too. And 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 I was just like, if you want him to do that, that's extra. And there and, and one of the uh the one of the guys, his mom was there that so one of the customers, the owner of the house his mom was actually stopping by doing something, and she's all good for him. Good for him. He wants to if if he if my son wants to have him pick up dog poop, your son better get uh, paid for that. And I'm like, absolutely. Preach on, sister. <laughs> so we high fived and hugged, and I was like, pay pay my mo- little motherfucker, okay? Anyway, I didn't say that, but it it was a great learning lesson today. And I had to make sure I was there with him. One, it's still it, a lawnmower is uh is still very dangerous. And my son's 10 years old, so I'm I'm there with him, and I'm also there with him for security reasons to make sure that no creepers come up on him in and, and mess with him. So I'm there helping guide him, but ultimately the goal is for him to do ninety-five percent of the work. Now, today I was. Helping, okay, this is an interesting lawn. You got to make sure you you do this and that. Okay. And, and it was a lot of teaching because he's used to our lawn. And it's really weird going in mowing other people's lawns because there's different obstacles, stuff that you don't think about. I'm so used to our lawn that going to like our first lawn that that we we tackled, I was like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. And he experienced a snake, almost ran over a snake with a lawn mower. It was great. He did a not, uh, an amazing job. Go to the house number two, and the, the, the front lawn was crazy. It hadn't been mowed in about two weeks. And the guy's like, how about you, know, you do the backyard too? And I'm like, sure. Here's our mistake. We didn't look at the backyard. We should have, and we would have asked for more money. But we didn't. Our mistake. Life lesson, right? Let's evaluate, then we'll we'll discuss money. So we know that for the future. We both learned that lesson. So with the front yard was a chore. Then my son's like, Hey, hey, dad, let's go look at the backyard, figure this out. And we go back there and we're like, Oh my god, are you kidding me? It was up to almost my waist. That's how long the grass was. <laughs> I'm not joking. And mix in a lot of the the rain that we've been getting here in Colorado. The grass was, was moist. It was holding on to that moisture. So it took to do this small backyard. Uh, I got to be honest. It was a small backyard. A sliver of grass took forever. I say a sliver, but it, I mean, it was probably about, as far as width goes, maybe, maybe 10 feet wide. But about 60 feet in length, it took us over an hour, maybe an hour and a half to to complete the job of just the backyard. It It was a mess, a mess. But this is what my son did. He's like, Sean, I know you're busy, and obviously you're having a hard time keeping up with the lawn. How about this? I'll mow this for you every single week, and today's going to be tough, but... Uh, moving forward, how about you give me $40 each week? I'll do the front, I'll do the back. He's like, okay, I don't like mowing the lawn. I'm like, well, clearly. <laughs> so so my son set up, he has his first uh, returning client. So I'm excited for him, very proud of him. And he worked his ass off. There was times where me as his quote unquote manager or foreman, I had to remind him, like, hustle up, okay? you're getting paid by the lawn. You're not getting paid by the hour. So the, the quicker you get this done, the sooner you can move on to the next job and make even more money. So I was like, you need to you know, bring your hustle, man. And, and I just had to remind him that. And he's 10 years old, and this is how you establish work ethic in kids. And I posted it on Twitter, told everybody that, hey, I'm very proud of my son. This is what he's doing. And I have to say, the response from people that, that saw the post is just, it warms my heart because they're like, yes, that's exactly what you need to do because it's teaching them how to work. And, and if you got a kid and you've been showing them how to mow the lawn or maybe you haven't, you need to show them how to mow the lawn or her to mow the lawn so they can establish a work ethic, start to finish. My son was so fucking proud of himself, and I was too, when he stopped and he looked at the lawn and he's like that was tough but dang that was worth it dad i'm like heck yeah and guess what you did the hard part you knocked it down and now since you're coming back next week it's going to be a lot easier and guess what you locked in that price you're good you're good kid and now we're going to do some more we're going to set up some more clients and i'll I'll be out there for the initial setup and, and help him evaluate the situation. But yeah, after that, it's all his. Now, that being said, I did a shit ton of work with the kid today. And he gets paid. We go home. And I hand him the money. I was like, hey, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> I was right there with you. How much am I getting? He's like, you don't get anything. I was like, are you kidding me? I worked my ass off with you. 'Cause when we got to that backyard, I had to take over a lot and, and we did a lot of work back there. I was like, dude, come on. He ended up giving me ten dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I asked for a bottle of whiskey and he is like, nah. <laughs> here's here's ten dollars. Cause a good bottle of whiskey is at least twenty bucks. I think I got screwed over by my son, but I guess that's my own doing. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Good luck at Christmas, kid. Good luck at Christmas. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You know what we need to do right now? Let's have some fun. Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go. Let's go. And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I I would have to say, a, a lot of people's fears, a lot of fears out there. The Asiana Airlines flight was just about two or three minutes from landing in South Korea when a man who has since been arrested opened a cover and pulled the release and opened the emergency door. The plane was descending towards South Korea, the South Korean city of Daegu. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I like saying it. Daegu! <laughs> that's not how you say it, but it, it should be, okay? Please correct me if, you're, if you know how to pronounce that. So when the door was opened around, right around 200 meters above the ground, uh, everybody went into to shock. They, they thought something blew up because the change in air pressure was just so dramatic. The fire department official said no one was hurt in the incident, but nine passengers were, were left so terrified from the ordeal that they were transferred to a nearby hospital after suffering breathing issues. Once the plane landed uh, at the airport and this was, it landed right around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And of course the door was still open while it landed uh now here's what's interesting that the transport ministry said that some people on board the flight made an attempt to stop the individual from opening the door but were unfortunately unsuccessful and this is this is hard for me to wrap my mind around because you know look at the history here in the united states it's not good when it comes to people hijacking planes and we all want to assume that if we're put into that position that we know exactly what to do but we don't and not everybody is going to act on it appropriately right you, it's it's that that thing that you you imagine as I, I don't ladies do you do this because i know as a guy i do this uh, I, I, you know, uh, it's the odd fantasy of what would happen if somebody broke into your home and you had to defend yourself as well as your family in, in your mind, me, especially I, I'm like, you know, I'm dodging fists, I'm disarming weapons and, you know, just laying down the thunder, right? Dispensing justice as my good friend, Mark Schlereth would say, Right. That's what goes through your mind. You're not, you're not fantasizing that you're getting the shit kicked out of you. If you are, you need some help because you should be envisioning like how you're going to defend yourself. Now, that being said, once you're in that position, all bets are off because you're living in reality now. And you would hope that you would act appropriately and somehow that you would be able to disarm the individual and take control of the situation. Not always going to happen. And that's why you should go to self-defense classes and stuff like that. But that being said, let's look at this from a comical view, right? That's what we do here. So I dug up an old audio tape of how to uh, – <laughs> this is so stupid. This may be a bad idea, <laughs> right? Right? All right, here we go. It, I, I almost – I was envisioning Patches of a hand from Dodgeball, right? Okay, this is how you take control of a situation. Ready? Oh, hello, folks. If you want to take down a moron who's trying to open the door plane while in flight, here are four easy steps to take control. Step one, assess the situation. Make sure that this is indeed an emergency situation. Step two, approach the moron and address them. Hi, moron, what you doing? Step three kick him in the dick. Step four, repeat step three until you're tired, right? It seems so simple. (laughs) Seems so simple. How scary, how scary. And again, I'm joking about this, but that's frightening. It is very frightening. And you would hope, you would hope that yourself and others around you would respond properly, but there's a good chance you won't. That's reality. That's reality. And it's sad, but ultimately if you just kick them in the dick, you'll be fine. Right? <laughs> well, the huffs go, Oh my God. How great would that be? What great publicity for the podcast? If like somebody, uh, you know, takes down like a, a terrorist that's trying to fuck with the doors or something like that. And they, they spring into action and they do those four, four, <laughs> four easy steps to deal with a moron on a plane that's trying to take it down. And they're like, listen, I just w- I-, I just so happened was listening to The Huff Uncensored Podcast, and he gave four easy steps to deal with a moron like this. And then he said, step one, assess the situation, make sure it is indeed an emergency situation. And it was. And then they said, step two, approach the moron and address them. Hey, what you doing, dude? And then step three, immediately kick him in the dick. And then step four, repeat step three until you're tired. And that's how I saved the day. You're welcome. You're welcome. I laugh. It's serious. But it's what we do here. Okay. Speaking of airlines, want to get away? Ding! Southwest Airlines, this is the most bizarre thing I've seen. And also slightly impressive. A Southwest Airlines pilot had to take an unexpected measure to get onto a Sacramento-bound plane at the San Diego International Airport. That was back on Wednesday. He actually had to climb through the cockpit window. Now, a statement from the airlines wrote, while other customers and flight attendants were on board, a customer opened the uh, the forward lavatory door and inadvertently pushed the flight deck door closed which locked while the pilots scheduled to operate the flight were preparing to board the aircraft. uh, uh, That's according to uh, Southwest Airlines. So the customer accidentally closed the door. (laughs) And good thing security doors work. They couldn't access it. That's impressive, I guess. So good for Southwest for having good doors that you know, you can't, you can't jimmy open. Now, speaking of jimmying a door open, a worker had jimmied into the window with a Rex Road set, uh, said it looked like the aircraft equivalent of a car door slim jim, which I'll get to in a second. And they said a matter of seconds before the window was open, it, it was all done incredibly and inf- efficiently according to an onlooker. They were only delayed taking off about eight minutes and they got to their destination seven minutes late. That's not bad. That's actually pretty dang impressive. So there's a picture out there, and I posted it on my Facebook page, of the Southwest Airlines pilots climbing through the freaking dash window. So bizarre, but very impressive. Now, going back to the Slim Jim, when I worked at Safeway, Safeway was my first job. And I worked there from, I want to say from 1996 to right around early 1999. And a lot of times what would happen is people would lock their keys in the car and they didn't want to call a locksmith because it's expensive and they would come in and tell us. And at first... There was only a couple people on staff that knew how to get it. There was a guy in produce and a a guy in the meat department that had a Slim Jim, and they knew how to to work it. And and Basically, a Slim Jim is just like a thin piece of metal with uh, a certain design at the end so it could attach to the lock and, and open it. I don't know if that would work on cars nowadays, but back then, cars weren't as advanced, so you could do that. So they would go out there and they could get into somebody's car in l- less than maybe 30 seconds, depending on how good they were and depending on how the car was designed. So we would, we all learned how to do it. And it was kind of, it was kind of funny because at one point, uh, one of the guys I want to say it was the guy in produce showed me how to do it. He's all come here, come here, Scott I'll show you how to break into somebody's car. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. But basically, I want to say if you called the fire department, like if there was a kid in there, they would use the same thing. I want to say that. I could be wrong on that. If you work for the fire department, I should ask my father-in-law about that. But yeah, so I I used to know how to break into cars courtesy of Safeway. (laughs) But again, going back to the Southwest Airlines thing, while it's funny and while it's kind of embarrassing, I don't think Southwest should be embarrassed about this. They should be... Um, proud of their security measures now that being said, don't you think the pilots should be on the plane first before the uh you know the passengers and and stick something in there so that so you know nobody gets in there? I don't know like well, there's always at least one pilot in there or somebody in the cockpit in case something like this happens, but anyway, it just seems a little odd. And I'm wondering if there was a lack of procedures going on that influenced that. But anyway, while it is funny, it is impressive that they they thought about the problem, and they evaluated it, and then they were able to work around it and solve the problem. So kudos to Southwest. Very impressive. I wish I would have seen it. I really do. Just because it would have just been like, what the fuck? Because at first, you're thinking, that's embarrassing. But then when you start listening to what they did it is more impressive so again kudos to southwest we got more headlines coming your way plus the mailbag is wide open but first bring that big bet energy this summer with superbook sports superbook sports is the most trusted name in sports betting and right now use that promo code mile to score up to 250 dollars with their first bet bonus Win or lose, they're going to match that first bet up to 250 bucks with that promo code MILEHIGH. All you got to do, visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, or you can download the Superbook Colorado app in your app store. Enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Now, real quick, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. A man was accused of trying to break into a Daytona beach home while fleeing from what? From, you know, some thugs? No. From the police? No. Huh. What could it be? Oh, a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Him and and a female accomplice were were trying to, to get away from this. I guess they were staying at like a hotel or something and then some... They alleged that a shadowy figure kept chasing them. So they're like trying to to get away from it. And then they break, try to break into this Daytona beach home. They were later arrested. And FYI, you guessed it. The dude was tripping on Molly. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Drugs were involved. Kids don't do drugs. Okay. I mean, if you do just smoke some weed and then chill at home and eat some food. Order in, okay? It's very easy nowadays. But, man, (laughs) that's scary. That's frightening to have somebody fucking trying to get into your house. And they think they're being chased by a ghost. I want to say the homeowner sliced the dude up because he was covered in blood from her, like, defending herself. So good for her. But doesn't this sound like the most bizarre, bizarre Episode of Scooby-Doo, <laughs> doesn't it? Like, oh, hold on, let me get let me get into the Scooby voice or a Shaggy voice. Like, man, there's a ghost following us, Scoob. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> I can't get into it. Like, like, man, there's a ghost, Scoob. Good one, Raggy. <laughs> oh no, it is a ghost. <laughs> Oh, Raggy, I'm tripping on Molly. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very good, but you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's frightening. There's a lot of kind of these stories are kind of funny, but kind of scary at the same time. So yeah, that's that's crazy. Oh my God! Always be prepared. You don't know who what motherfucker's going to be trying to come into your house because they think a ghost is uh, coming after him. Turns out they're high on drugs. That's They're high on the drugs, man. Fucking annoying as shit. Oh, my God. I would hope that if somebody tried to break into my house, I would fucking bring the heat. I would hope to God that happens. And I would like it to be to the point where my wife has to drag me off, off of their their fucking limp body because she's like, he's dead. I know that sounds fucked up to say, But as a father and a husband, I would hope that I have that ability to flip a switch and not go easy on somebody. Because if somebody breaks into your house, all bets are off. You got to assume that if they're in your home, that they want to hurt you. I I know I just took a serious turn, but seriously, isn't that the case? Like I remember telling somebody once they're like, what are you going to do? What would you do if somebody ever broke into your house? I said, I, I would have to I basically what I said is I would flip a switch and I m- my goal would be to kill them. And they're like, "Whoa, that's dark." I was like, "Are you kidding? You have to assume if they're in your home without being welcomed in, right? That they just barge into your home, that that's their objective." So, guess what? I'm not going to wait and find out what they want. I'm not and that's why I bring out the fists of fury. <laughs> anyway, uh in the category of odd but true, and oddly enough, I've I actually know somebody that this happened to. But that being said, the story in front of me, I found it on Lad Bible, and they they take Sometimes what they do is they they must peruse the medical journals and they find some weird medical situations. And this is the one they posted. It doesn't say when it happened, but a man had his penis broken in three places in a horrific, as they said, sexcapade gone wrong. According to health officials, they said the anonymous patient attended the hospital with a swollen penis, complaining he was in pain and had been bleeding from his urethra, urethra for five hours. I, I have the hardest time saying urethra. I have to over-enunciate that. Urethra. Anyway, doctors wrote that his penis slipped out, lost its way, and hit the female uh, perineal aerial. Perennial? That sounds weird. I'm, I'm obviously not getting with that it, uh, it hit the woman's uh, genital, uh, her, her areas. <laughs> and and he was trying to reinsert it. <laughs> I screwed that up, but <laughs> listen, we've all been there, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's just hard, okay? And not in a good way. Like, anyway, um, but as I was reading that, like the doctors wrote that his penis slipped out and lost its way. <laughs> I just like, that is the most fucked up, children's book I have ever heard the penis that lost its way <laughs> I'm not going to do a bit on that because that's just gross <laughs> little wee- <laughs> what, what, uh- <laughs> I can't I'm not I'm not going to go any further on that you can and then send me an email uh, of, of what you think that, that twisted children's book would be called to huff on at gmail.com or you can hit me up on my socials at the huff podcast anyway back to the story the man lost his erection very quickly which is obvious and he was in major pain and his his penis ballooned up severely and was in was covered in blood the ultrasound revealed he had broken a broken blood vessel and let's see, He had, there were two, let's see, uh, th- there's all these scientific things. Basically, the, the areas that, that help influence the erection, those were damaged. And what they call this injury, uh, it, these sorts of injuries are still referred to as a penis fracture, according to medical professionals. Now, real quick, six months later, he's back to banging. So good for him. Happy banging. That's right. From Connery Duff. I heard your wiener got banged up. Well, no worries. Sounds like the doctors patched you up, and now you can go back to banging people's mothers. Anyway, so thanks, Connery. Really appreciate it. That was really from the heart on that one. Uh, I actually know somebody that this happened to. I'm not going to say his name, but I had never heard of it until he told me, and I was like, I didn't think that was a thing. And I want to say he he said he basically sp- sprained his is what they said and it was essentially the same thing it slipped out tried to get it back in and <laughs> anyway woo 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 all you guys may have cringed during that that uh, that story but listen that's a thing that can happen and that's it's kind of scary and you don't think about it but ow ow Ow! Okay? Anyway. Uh, by the way, more than 2 million liters of water were pumped out of a reservoir in search of a, of a phone that was said to contain sensitive government information, but when it was found, the waterlogged device wouldn't even switch on. And the individual that lost his phone was then fired. What an idiot. <laughs> That's people... I, at first, I was like, Classic old people not knowing how to use their devices. But then I thought about it. It's not necessarily an old or a young thing. Everybody's out there trying to take selfies. And you tend to forget that, like, life is right in front of you, man. Just forget about getting it on video for once and taking pictures of it. Sometimes it's fine. Yes, I get it. But, man, you don't need to take a picture of everything. and You don't need to take a video of everything. There was something the other day in my son's like, are you going to get this on video? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Now, that being said, I'm not the best at that. There's times where I have like my wife is just like, just don't worry about recording it. It's fine. So there's times where I fall into that, too. I'm not perfect with that. But there are plenty of times where it's just like, ultimately, I don't need to take a picture of this. Just live in the moment. Your kids are there. Just embrace them. Which, by the way, I got to hang out with my son the other day. In fact, it was yesterday. He and I went and saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, Guardians of Galaxy 3. Amazing movie. If you like those movies, you definitely have to see this one. It's long, but whoo, whoo! I loved it. Loved it so much. Very good movie. But he and I were like, the girl, my wife and my daughter were, were going to see the new uh, Little Mermaid movie. They saw that before us. So he and I had some time to kill before our movie started. So we're walking around the orchard up in Westminster and we go into, they have an axe throwing place up there. I'm like, oh my God. So he and I go in there before they open and we're just chit chatting with the guy. And I'm like, this is my son, like and blah, blah. my son starts talking about my podcast, blah, blah, blah. My son's sitting there trying to sell advertising, so who knows? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> my little guy, he's got some skills. And then we went into this place. Um, oh, Windfall Brewery. Windfall Brewery in, uh, in, in the Orchard. Amazing place. And I got to tell you, they're not doing endorsements yet, but maybe they will. And I can't wait because I love their food, but also they do brew their own stuff there. And they had the best drink. I love sour beers lately. Oh, and when you get a good one, it's so amazing. And they have this one, it's called King Koopa's Crush. And, and I try it, and then the bartender's, he's like, do you get the joke? And I was like, well, well yeah, from Mario. And he's all, read what the flavor is. And it's peaches. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. So King Koopa's crush is peaches. Peaches, peaches, peaches. Oh, my God, it was hilarious but delicious at the same time. So who knows? My son also, you know, tried to talk them up. We talked to the owner, so possibly, fingers crossed, we'll see. But it, it, it was nice to go out there. I, I, I feel like this weekend has been really good for the development of not just myself, in business, but my, my kids as well, in, in letting them spread their wings and stuff. So it's really kind of a neat thing to, to see as uh, we're out and about doing different things. But my son's really good at that. He's a very talkative person. I like it. I like it. But you know what I like really well, too? Jumping into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. okay, <laughs> All right, this comes in on the mailbag, and I I got to be honest. I forgot to write down the person to, who did it. Hold, please. Do, 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 do. Your call is important. Thanks for waiting. We'll be back with you shortly. Do, 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 do. Ah, it was Robert. Robert sent this in uh, on the DeHuff mailbag. If you want to send something in, hit me up on my socials. At the Huff Podcast, or you can hit me up on my email, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. He wrote, Derek Wolf holds the record for largest lion kill with a bow hunt in Colorado. What can't he do? Now, I responded back to Robert and I said, Listen, Derek's not going to like what I have to say, but here goes. Based on my limited experience to listening to Derek on the radio. He's, he's a co-host on one Oh four, three, the fan, the drive with D-Mac, uh, based on my little knowledge of that and experience with that and mixing into what I've been told by multiple listeners. He can't hold a segment. Now, granted, the last time I listened to Derek was, I want to say his first or second day. Okay. But he sounded very uncomfortable. And to be honest, and to be fair to Derek, that's very common. I didn't think Brandon Stokely was going to be good at first. I thought he was terrible, to be honest. But he put in a ton of work. And he quickly, I mean quickly, turned things around. And I think Brandon Stokely is one of the best talents on that radio station. So, yes, you might start off struggling, but there's no reason why you can't develop. That's the way it goes with just any talent out there, is most likely you're not going to be good at first. It's like you pick up a football or a basketball or soccer ball, whatever, whatever sport it is you're not going to be immediately good at it. You might be okay at it. I guess you could be good at it, but you're not going to be great at it. That's that's the words I should have used. And that's the same thing in any job, whatever job you do. And we've discussed this before. When you're your first day at your job, most likely you weren't that great. But after time, And you wanting to improve yourself and do better, you become better. And that's the way it goes. So I, in in a sense, I was wrong about Brandon Stokely. I didn't say he wasn't going to ever be good. I just said at first, I didn't think he was good. And now he's freaking awesome. What I've heard of Derek Wolf on the radio, I don't think he's very good. But that being said, I haven't listened to him in several months. So if I tune back in again and he's he's better, good. I don't want him to fail. I want him to do well. A lot of uh, here's the thing: a little peek into what athletes are. Athletes want to put in the work. One of the greatest examples of that is Chad Brown. All-pro linebacker, formerly with the Steelers and Seahawks, a little bit of time with the Patriots, a guest on this program. Yeah, you can you can lump those all together, right? It's the same thing. All equal accomplishments. <laughs> but anyway, I remember when Chad first started working with me and others at the radio station. And I was... Given the opportunity to work with Chad, this was off air, but he was recording some commercials. I believe it was—I think it was a commercial—and I had to work on work with him one on one. And this is what Chad told me after I gave him critiques. I said, "You need to—you need to smile more when you speak." And anybody that's going out there to to do television or radio or podcasts is you can hear smiles. So if I'm talking like this, guess what? Really, the only difference is I'm fucking smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but if I go like this, I, I'm more serious, right? You're not, you can hear smiles. And I said, when you're doing a commercial, especially you want to smile because you want that that positive energy to go into the commercial. And then what that does is it translates into the ears and the minds of those listening, and it's going to make them feel good about what you're saying, and and to be honest, it's going to make you feel good about what you're doing, and and I I must have said something to the effect of like I, I'm sorry I don't I don't mean because I you know it's a former athlete like I don't want to be a dick to him I don't want to be a dick to anybody really except for you. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Anyway, so I I said something to the effect of like, you know, sorry, I don't I don't mean to tell you how to do it, but that's usually what works. And he's like, no, 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 please. I as a former and he he's the only one that explained it to me. He's as a former athlete. We go through our entire lives being coached. And that's the only way we get better. And and we all want to be better. Athletes want to be better. They don't want to be stagnant and just a shit player. No, just like Derek Wolf. I guarantee you he's a lot better than when I heard him. Maybe not, but I doubt it. I bet he's a lot better. I'll have to do some research and follow up on this. But that's the thing. That's a cool thing about athletes that you and I can take from them and, and learn from them is it's good to have people coaching you up. A good company will coach up their their players or their employees. If they're not coaching you up, then you as the employee need to say, can you help guide me in order to be better? Because sometimes, sometimes managers and owners don't, don't realize that they're missing that, part of the gig for one reason or another and if they deny you that opportunity you need to find somewhere else to work because it's just not going to end well but what you need to do is if they offer the ability to have you be coached embrace it learn from it also coach yourself what i do and, and you wouldn't know it by listening to this, is I, I go back and listen to every single episode and I, and I try to think about what I did right and what I did wrong and I try to get better. And, and that's something that a lot of people, once they get to a certain level, they'll stop doing that. And, and I'll tell you, as somebody that's worked with a lot of big-name talents and, and met a lot of big-name talents, Once you stop doing that, you're not going to continue to grow. If you want to be great at whatever you're doing, you got to constantly push forward and beyond to try to get better. Don't assume that you've already made it to the mountaintop. You can't do that. You deserve better than that, and you are better than that. Look at me. I'm giving a motivational speech. (laughs) But it's true, right? How many people have you worked with where they think their shit don't stink? And it's like, dude, it stinks. And guess what? You could be better. And look at that. Like, there, it doesn't matter what it is. And that's where it's like, my wife will ground me on, on so many things. And she's like, you need to be better at this. It's usually life, just life in general. She's like, you suck at life. ha, ha, ha. Oh, God, she's so right. But anyway, (laughs) you need somebody in your life to tell you, hey, every now and then, just every now and then, just reevaluate what's going on, because we all tend to veer off path, and we think we're good, and we can stop in a rest stop and go, yeah, we're fine. We don't need to get any better. Well, that's not right. We can get better. You are better. And there's no reason why when you do a job, no matter what it is, you should be the best at it. A good example is we we've talked to on this program, we've talked to Super Bowl champions, individuals like Mark Schlereth and Alfred Williams. And they both say the same thing is you always strive to be the best. And that's what you need to do. Mark Schlereth always jokes around about the idea of he's all I'm my goal is anytime I'm going up against anybody in anything, I want to be number one at it. Whether that's washing the dishes or doing a radio show. And that's the way you need to look at things. Is while you might not be an overbearing, uh, overcompetitive dick about it, but you still want to be competitive. And maybe that's setting goals for yourself. and you go, dude, I'm going to kick my old record's ass of sales this week or whatever it may be, right? I, always, I try to do that with my son and tell him just like, see how fast you can do something. You'd be surprised and then try to beat it next time you do it. Now, he's still having a hard time grasping that, but I always remember that from when I was working in restaurants is you, you always wanted to see how quickly you could get something done. And you kind of time it. You're like, how, how long does it normally take to shut down the grill at night and c- clean it all so it's ready for the next day? It normally takes, what, 10 minutes, whatever, whatever the number is, right? And that's like a full scrub. Can I do it in nine minutes? Can I do it in eight minutes? And still be as clean and as efficiently done? Yeah, that's what we all need to do. I know that's kind of a tangent and kind of going off telling you how to do things. Listen, I don't know what industry you're in and, and what you do on a daily basis, but sometimes that's what we need to do to ourselves. Don't assume you've reached the mountaintop. You are not at the peak. You can go further. It's like working out in the gym. I was watching a video of some guy. He, he was so nervous because Arnold Schwarzenegger came into the gym and Arnold's like, uh, the guy's like doing some bench presses. And Arnold's like, come on, you can do one more. Do one more. <laughs> and the guy's like, ah! and he's like so nervous. And this guy's like, Jack, the guy's huge. And he said something afterwards. He's like, dude, I am so nervous. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You don't want to let him down. Well, get that in the back of your head, whatever your industry is. When I cook, when I cook at home, I, I, it's, it's weird, but I do this. Anytime I feel like that I could go, now ah, that's good enough. I always have it in the back of my head of, I have like Gordon Ramsay saying, oh, the, you fucking donkey. That's, that's piss poor or whatever. I can't, I can't remember how he talks, but you know what I'm saying is like, I always have that in the back of my head. of Like, no, no, I'll get kicked off the hell's kitchen for this one. Got to make it good. Whatever motivates you, whatever pushes you to that next level, you got to find it, whatever it is. And that's what champions do. Be a champion. Be a champion today in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's being a great employee, a great boss, a great owner, a great parent, whatever it is. A great kid to your parents. Huh? Don't be a dick to your parents. Come on. A great employee, whatever it is, guys, ladies, you can do it. You can find that next level. I'm not saying you need to go jump up 10 levels in life, but push yourself to be better. You're welcome. Oh my God, I'm so emotional. That was good. <laughs> it was. I know you can do better in life. And it's not me telling you you suck at life. I'm just saying. We all are good, but if you want to be great, if you want to be quote-unquote champion level, what do they do that is different? What do champions do that are different? They push themselves. They look at their failures and learn from them and go, I can do better. We always say it on this podcast. Success is built upon failures, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing to fail. It's bad to fail and not learn from it and try to to be better from it. It's great. It's okay to fail as long as you try to learn from it and push yourself to be above that and and learn from it and and try not to do it again. There you go. (laughs) Sorry, it got really serious at the end. Did but it's true, guys. It's true. Hopefully that pushes you to, you know, you know. I don't know. Stop being a dick today. (laughs) Hopefully, huh? Yeah. Hey Scott, I I listened to your motivational speech at the end of the episode. I gotta say, I stopped being an asshole day one. Day one of me not being an asshole. Thanks to the uncensored podcast. Boom. You're welcome. Hey, and listen, going back to the Derek Wolf thing, I hope he ends up being the best fucking talent out there. I'm just saying my initial uh, observations of him, he wasn't good, but that's okay. I said the same thing about, about Brandon Stokely. And look at him now. He's fucking awesome, okay? Chad Brown, he's fucking awesome too. I don't know all their lineup anyway, but we all start off, Like, shit, we're all just, we're all, you know, lumps of clay. You got to allow yourself to be molded, and you got to mold yourself, too. Don't always rely on everybody else to to make yourself better, okay? You can do it, too. It all starts with one step. Moving forward. The sky's the limit, folks. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And now it's lame it is. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Hopefully you're having an amazing day. Real quick, I want to say uh, this is going to air on Memorial Day weekend. And one thing that used to drive me crazy when I worked in radio was a lot of people in charge would forget what the difference is between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Veterans Day celebrates Every man and woman that put on the uniform, okay? Everybody. And that's cool. It's very cool. Memorial Day is a day that we take a moment and we remember those who have given their lives to defend this country. That's the difference. Veterans Day, you celebrate everybody that's put on the uniform, right? And sadly, that's dead or alive. And Memorial Day is the day that we we celebrate those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. And sadly, that's a lot. That's a lot of people out there. So I tip my caps to all of you who have served. But really, you know, it's sad to think about those that have given the ultimate sacrifice. But we wouldn't be here without them. And we love you for it. So, thank you. And I don't I don't really know what else to say about that, but if you see a veteran, tell them thank you. And really that's that's about it. So, anyway, without getting too emotional about it, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and uh big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. You guys are amazing. Don't forget to use that promo code Mile High as you sign up, and then you can get that two hundred fifty dollar bonus, which is freaking awesome. You guys are amazing. Have a have an amazing day. Don't forget if you're going to be celebrating out there, don't don't say Happy Memorial Day. By the way, that's what I was kind of going to uh, originally in that that conversation. Is a lot of people will say Happy Memorial Day. No, no, don't say that. Um, you got to think about what the day is, right? So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you click on the auto download. Let's, let's continue to kick butt. Have an amazing day. Hopefully I didn't go too serious on this episode. And I know ultimately we want to laugh, but, uh, there's times where, you know, we do need to take things seriously and go and believe in ourselves and go, you know what? I'm, I'm a fucking badass. Look at me. Look at Look at yourself in the fucking mirror. You're a goddamn badass. Okay? Find that next level. Whatever it is, challenge yourself. There you go. I can keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And here I am recording a podcast in my basement. <laughs> <sighs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Have a, a wonderful day. Drink responsibly. And I will talk to you next time. Love you. Let's keep moving forward, folks.